Why can't I hear God? Why can't I hear God? Let's look at 1 Samuel 3, 1 through 10. And this is from the message. Uh, I like Pookie's language from the street so we can get a full understanding of what the Lord is trying to tell us. The boy Samuel, he was serving God under Eli's direction. And this was at a time when the revelation of God was rarely heard or seen. Sounds like today, doesn't it? And one night, Eli, who was the, the priest, the prophet at the time, he was sound asleep, and his eyesight was, was getting real bad about this time. He could barely see. It was well before dawn, and the sanctuary lamp was still burning, and Samuel was still in the bed, uh, in the temple of God, where the chest of God, or the ark, rested. Fourth verse, then God called out, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel answered, yes, I'm here. And so he, thinking it was Eli, he ran to Eli saying, I heard you call. Here I am. And Eli said, I didn't call you. Go back to bed. It's dawn. And so Samuel went back to bed. And then in the sixth verse, God called again, Samuel, Samuel. Samuel got up and went to Eli. He said, I heard you call. Here I am. And again, Eli said, son, I didn't call you. Go back to bed. Now, this all happened before Samuel even knew God. You know, he was still a child. And it was before the revelation of God had been given to him personally. This is this is this is this is pre-Samuel, if you want to call it that. This is this is before he became the prophet of God. And so in the eighth verse, God called again, Samuel, a third time. And yet again Samuel got up and went to Eli and he said, Yes, I heard you call me, here I am. And that's when it dawned on Eli that God was calling this boy. So Eli directed Samuel, he said, now go back and lie down. And if you hear the voice again, this is what you say. Speak, Lord. I'm ready to listen. Samuel returned to his bed. And then God came and stood before him exactly as before, calling out, Samuel, Samuel. And as per Eli's instruction. Samuel answered, speak, Lord, I'm ready to listen. Now let's go to 1 Samuel 15. Samuel's a full prophet now. He's a grown man. He's answered God's call and done a bunch of things that God wanted him to do. Now we have an example already of a person who listens to God. Now let's see if we can't listen now to someone who ain't trying to hear what God got to say. Samuel said to Saul, God sent me to anoint you king over his people, Israel. Now listen, this is what God has to say. This is the God of the angel army speaking. This is the Lord himself. I'm about to get even with Amalek for ambushing Israel when Israel came out of Egypt. Here's what you are to do. Go to war against Amalek. Put 
everything connected with Amalek under a holy ban. And no exceptions. This is to be total destruction of men and women and children and infants, cattle, sheep, camels, donkey, everything that works. Fourth verse, Saul called the army together at Telam and prepared for them to go to war. 200 companies of infantry from Israel and another 10 companies from Judah. Saul marched to Amalek city and hid in the canyon. And then Saul got word. Uh, he got word and he said, I'm warning you, Kenites, get out of here while you can. Evacuate the city right now. Get on out of here. Huh? Because I'm warning you, because you showed kindness to the Israelites when they came up out of Egypt. And, and, and so get on out of here. And the Canaanites say, well, you ain't got to tell us twice. And they did. The Canaanites evacuated the place. Then Saul went after Amalek, seventh verse, from the canyon all the way to Shur, near the Egyptian border. He captured Agag, king of Amalek, alive. Uh-oh, uh-oh. Everyone else was killed under the terms of the holy ban. Okay, so you did know what the holy ban was. Kill everybody. But you captured Agag alive. I'm throwing that in there parenthetically. Saul and the army made an exception for Agag. And, uh-oh, here we go, for the choice sheep and cattle. Oh, God. They didn't include them under the terms of the holy ban. But all the rest, which nobody wanted anyway, they destroyed as decreed by the holy ban. Oh, boy. Then God spoke to Samuel. And he said, I'm sorry I ever made Saul king. He's turned his back on me. And he refuses to do what I tell him to do. So Samuel started to pray and he prayed in his anger and disappointment all through the night. He just prayed. He just prayed. He got up early in the morning to confront Saul, but was told, oh, Saul ain't here. He's gone. He went to Carmel to set up a victory monument in his own honor for his accomplishments. And then was headed to Gilgal. By the time Samuel caught up with Saul, he had finished his act of worship, having used Amalekite plunder for the burnt offering sacrificed to God. What, 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 what is that? As Samuel came close, Saul called out, Oh, 
profit, God's blessings on you. I, I accomplish God's plan to the letter. Okay, Samuel's confused now. So what's that I'm hearing then? This bleeding of sheep and this mooing of cattle. Uh, oh my gosh. I, I don't understand this. Oh, that's only some Amalekite loot, Saul said. The soldiers saved back a few of the choice cattle and the choice sheep. <laughs> you know what, Saul? <laughs> I, 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 don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't understand this. I gave you specific instructions. I told you what God wanted you to do. Kill everything. All the animals, all the people. I, 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 don't, I don't understand this. I, I just don't understand this. And somebody cut out that racket over there. Good Lord. Okay, listen. Let me tell you something. When you started out in this, you were nothing. And you knew it. Then God put you at the head of Israel and made you king over all Israel. And then God sent you off to do a job for him, ordering you, go and put those sinners, those Amalekites, under a holy ban. Go to war against them until you have totally wiped them out. Kill everything, animals, people, everything. So why did you not obey God, Saul? Why did you grab all this loot? Why? Why, Saul? With God's eyes on you all the time. Did you think God didn't see you? Why didn't you obey God? Huh? Did you, why did you brazenly carry out this evil in front of God? And Saul had the nerve in the 20th verse to defend himself. So you know you've done wrong, and now you're going to sit up here and defend yourself. Saul said, what are you talking about? I did obey God. Oh, my gosh. So so all that we just heard, you, you, it, it, all this bleeding and, 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 and mooing, and you telling me you obey God? I did the job God set for me. Oh, my God. You're in denial. I brought in King Agag and destroyed the Amalekites under the terms of the holy ban. But the soldiers saved back a few choice sheep and cattle from the holy ban for sacrifice. And that's what you came up on just now. What's wrong with that? Oh, my God. 22. And then Samuel said, do you think all God wants are sacrifices, empty rituals, just for show? God wants you to listen to him. Plain listening. That's what God wants. Not staging of a lavish religious production. Oh, but I want you to get this clear, so I'm going to say it in King James Version now. Samuel said, Hath the Lord great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices 
as in obeying the voice of the Lord. Behold, to obey is better than sacrifice and to hearken to God than the fat of rams. Oh, but you don't hear me. I got to say it in the living Bible now. Samuel replied, as the Lord as much pleasure in your burnt offerings and sacrifices as in your obedience. Obedience is far better than sacrifice. He's much more interested in your listening to him, in your hearing him, than in your offering of the fat of rams to him. My God, can't make it no clearer than that. Huh? Not doing what God tells you is far worse than fooling around in the occult. Yeah, Ouija boy, huh? Getting self-important around God is far worse than making deals with your dead ancestors. Woo! Samuel, my God. Because you said no to God's command, now God is saying no to your kingship. Oh yeah, oh yeah, party's over. Huh? And then in the 24th, Saul gave in and confessed. And he says, I've sinned. I've sinned. I've trampled roughshod over God's word and your instructions. Oh, now, now. I cared more about pleasing the people. Oh, you're going to blame it on the people. My Lord. I let them tell me what to do. Oh, please, Samuel, forgive me. Absolve me of my sin. Take my hand and lead me to the altar so I can worship God. Saul, this is pitiful. <laughs> Good Lord. Mm -hmm. But Sam, you said, you think I'm falling for this ruse? Are you out of your mind? No. I can't come alongside you in this mess you've created. You rejected God's command. That's what you did. And now, God has rejected you as king over Israel. And Samuel said, have the Lord a great delight in this nonsense? Now, first of all, we have to make ourselves available to God. That's what we got to do. How do we do this, preacher? Huh? Well, let me tell you. We do this in conversation with God, which is called prayer. And we do this in the reading of God's word. And you know, it wouldn't hurt to read some biblical commentaries while you're at it. Some gospel books. Put down ebony. Put down jet. Huh? Put down life. And, and put down people. And pick up the word of God. And it would also be helpful, helpful to listen to God through some solid sermons. Stop listening to these televangelicals, or whatever you want to call them, telling you to plant seed and let God bless you and give you all this nonsense? Huh? Try talking to some solid believers on a regular basis. Some folk who got good Christian sense, huh? who you've watched their lives, you've watched their, their relationship with God, so you know they real. Huh? Can you talk with them? All of this allows us to get to know the character of God. 
and what God wants and what God expects. That, that, that's what's important here. Huh? Just make room for God. That, that's all God is asking you to do. Make room for me. Huh? You want to hear me? Make room for me. You, you know, it's funny. We, we make time for the things we love. Yeah, yeah. And, and God is saying, can you make time for me? I, I like the way the songwriter Jonathan McReynolds said, he said, make room. I, I find space for what I treasure. I make time for what I want. I, I choose my priorities. And Jesus, you're my number one. So I will make room for you. I will prepare for two. So you don't feel you can't live here. I'm asking you, Lord, please live in me. Can you say that? We must make room for God. We must make time for God. Huh? We, we got to stop making time for everything else but yet have no time for God. Because when we get up in the morning, we're getting up in God's breath. God has given us one more day, one more chance. What are we going to do with it? Are we going to start the day with God or are we just going to run on off to work or run on off to whatever we do, jog or whatever we do, just disregarding God? And then yet we're talking about we can't hear from God. huh? Maybe we've been too busy to converse with God, to listen to God. We should never allow our schedule to get so full that we edge God out. We must believe God speaks to us through his spoken word. Preaching. Good, solid preaching. He speaks to us through his written word. The Bible. That's never going to go away. And God also speaks to us through the living word, the Holy Spirit, in outside circumstances. God may send somebody to tell you something, and you'll know it's from God because it'll line up with the written word and it'll line up with the spoken word. It ain't going to be some joker, some stranger, some idiot, some psycho coming telling you, the Lord told me to tell you something. No, it's going to line up with what God is already saying. Huh? Is God showing us something? Are you listening? Do we have any unconfessed sin or guilt in our lives? And that's why we can't hear. Are we like Saul or are we like Samuel, the child? Do we even blush? Jeremiah 6.15 says, are they ashamed of their detestable conduct? No, no, they're not ashamed. They have no shame at all. They do not even know how to blush. So they will fall among the fallen and they will be brought down when I punish them, says the Lord. Unless we live in the freedom of God's forgiving grace, we can carry a burden that stops up our hearing and we will always have that burden because we're not in the grace of God. Our ears are just stopped up. That's why we cannot hear. Please don't come up with that false guilt either. You know that, that you know that, that nobody knows the trouble I see. Nobody knew. Oh, stop the pity party. Why don't you be real with yourself, Saul? 
And why don't you be real with God? Ask yourself the question, am I violating God? Paul said in Romans 6, 1, shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. Am I doing repeated sin? We must repent. We must not harbor sin in our life, giving it a safe place to dock. Uh, don't do that. To do so stops up our hearing from God. That's why some of us can't hear. Are we open to rebuke, to good, solid criticism and correction? We must not reject what is clear from God. Just like so. We as alleged believers have a responsibility to listen attentively to God all through the avenues available. Our heart must be open to God's correction. If we allow him, God will lead, guide, and direct us. You know, there's, there's something about the name of Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's something about the name of Jesus. And Every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess. E eventually, it may not be now, but eventually. And so that's why Rance Allen is coming to us, telling us right now about the name Jesus. Now you can go on and do your own thing and act like you don't hear and don't want to hear. You're just going to do like Saul. But the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. And so I admonish you this morning to listen to what God is trying to say. I admonish you this morning to hear God. And how do you hear him? You do what I just said in this message. Get rid of everything that's in the way of you hearing God. Put it under a holy band. Just like Samuel. Let's listen to this. That there's Let's just pray now. Lord, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. Oh, how we thank you for giving us so many chances. You've spoken to us in so many ways. You're trying to get our attention. And Lord, we hear you. Yes, we hear you. And we know you've put a lot of things under our holy band. Let us now abide by your will. 
that we might hear you, that you might lead and guide and direct us so that our lives will be right. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. This is Faith Worth Finding Ministries, weekly encouragements by Nam Ware. Get it on podcasts, Apple, or Spotify. And you know, you ought to tell a friend. God bless you. It's the sweetest name, yeah. How sweet it is. How sweet it is. I want you to tell Detroit for a minute. How sweet it is. Sweeter than honey. Said it's sweeter than honey. Yeah, yeah, no, no.